Welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Draft Picks Edition. I'm your host, Sarah Reed, and with me as always is... Jacob Kuhn. Welcome, welcome. This is our second episode of the new season. We've got some new rules for those who haven't uh, listened yet. But first, we'd like to give a shout out to our Patreon supporter, Michael Mendez. Thank you so much for being a supporter of All Us Geeks and the Game of Crowdfunding. We really appreciate it. And let's go briefly over those new rules. Um, we changed things a little bit. Now we will pick two unfunded projects and two funded projects. Kind of give a balance out of, yes, there's some great unfunded projects out there that we want to talk about. There's also a lot of great projects that fund really fast, but they're still worth talking about. Now, when it comes to those ones that have already funded... We don't score points uh, for the amount raised, but we get still score points for everything else. So why don't we talk about our picks from last episode? All right. I went first, so I will talk about Rivals Masters of the Deep. They are currently at 45425 which is 114% um, of what they were looking for. So they funded, yay. And they still go till November 14th. So there's still time to get on there and check it out. And up against that, I put Cul-de-Sac Conquest, a card game about basically annoying your neighbors <laughs> before you're too annoyed. And they were looking for uh, 10,000, and they have 13,612, so they're at 136%. So it looks like I have you on percentage, but you have me on everything else so far. Yeah, so far, yes. And then my franchise was Wolf and Hound. Yep. But they are still needing some help, so everybody should go out there and... uh, Check out that project. I agree. They're only at 68% funded. They need 6,800. They're at 6,821. They need to get to 10,000. So everybody's got till November 5th, which isn't much time. So go out there and check that one. And then we both picked Kodama the Tree Spirits uh, for a funded project. And that one's just being blown out of the park. I mean... They're at 58,000 and they were looking for 10,000. So they're doing fantastic. Um, but it's a great looking project, a good game, and they're still going till November 12th. And then for my other funded project, I chose Scythe, um, which <laughs> did not need any help really. Um, but I was able to back it since I played five Yay. games twice. Um, that was my new rule. Way to go. So, uh, it's at uh, almost 4,000%. <laughs> um, which the only time I see that number is when Game Salute does or Queen does their like one hundred dollar yeah. funding level. They didn't, and they're at Mm-mm. almost four thousand percent. They were looking for thirty three thousand, and they got one. They're at one million three hundred eighteen thousand seven hundred eight uh, as of this yeah. morning, and they still have until the fifth. So yeah, I expect it to break one and a half easily. Oh yeah, they're breaking all sorts of records, but yeah, they're they're going to end really solidly, and I, it's well-deserved. Yeah, I agree. All right, up against that, I picked, and I'm terrible at pronouncing this, Covalence. Covalence. Ah, I put the accent in the wrong place. Covalence, a molecule building game. Again, I knew I had no chance against Scythe, but I didn't care because this is just a really awesome game. I like this designer. He does all sorts of different science-related games. I'm not at all good at science or understand it, but I think it's fantastic to get out there, make games that are fun and educational. And um, they didn't need a lot of help, but I'm I'm always happy to see a small company and small game do well. 
Um, they were looking for 7,500 and they're at 27,000. So got till November 4th to still jump on that one. Okay. So that's for the last round. And now we start off with two unfunded picks and Jacob gets to go first. And I will start with my franchise pick, which is. Of course. Deep Space D6, a, let me get the whole thing, a solitaire worker placement dice game. It's a kind of a long title, but you know, it's okay. But that's really good, and I also picked it, so all yes. the points go to you. That makes me happy, and multiple accounts. <laughs> uh, so, as I said, my, um, you know, I'm playing five games twice before I can buy or back a new game. So I need to play another two before this expires because, um, as I've said before, I am a solitaire player and this is, it's a solitaire worker placement dice game. And if you look at the cover, I love the fact that it looks like a choose your own adventure uh, book. Oh yeah. But basically it's a solitaire game where you are going into uh, deep space and you're trying to survive the, the depths of outer space. Um, you'll roll your crew dice and assign them to stations to do certain things. There's uh, five different crew members, four different ships. There's different enemies you'll, you'll encounter. Uh, six custom dice. I mean, it's 30-minute game, which just looks good. And it looks to be, they say, it's a paperback size box, which is great for solitaire games, in my opinion, because you can take them on trips, which is really huge for me. So let's get into the details. They launched on the 28th of October. They have until the 25th of November, so you still have plenty of time. They currently have 429 backers. Um, they're looking for $8,000 uh, for their funding goal, and they're at 7492 So they're just shy of $500 away from it. It's $15. That's uh, amazing. And it's only $5 shipping to Europe on top of that. So for 20 bucks, people in Europe can get this, and for 15 you can get it in, in the States. Um, and then there is, I thought, a fun level. It's $1,000, which is uh, pretty ridiculous. But if you have $1,000, you can ship one of these games into the edge of space via high-altitude balloon flight. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you that the one's game. pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he's just like, eh, that'd be cool if someone did it. I doubt it, but it'd be cool if someone did. <laughs> right. I like this. I'm not a solo player, but, you know, every time, every now and then I think about it, like, especially if I'm at work and I just want to take a break, although now I have my iPad mini and that gives me my break. But this one just really caught my eye. I like the minimalistic kind of design to it. And, uh, but it, it, to me, it really feels, I don't know, appropriate. I mean, it's space and yeah, I, everything else you said, it just looks like it's going to be really good. And there's definitely not a whole lot. Well, at least not that I'm aware of, of solo games out there. And like you said, it's small, it's, it travels well, and it just looks like it's really good. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more solo games than people know, but not as many that are getting um, wide attention and succeeding on Kickstarter. So right. the fact that this is doing well on Kickstarter so far, I mean, it, it just launched what, this week. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So three days ago uh, at the time of this recording, and it's almost funded. So it's bound to fund and get to some stretch goals, which just makes the components a little bit better. A couple more enemy ships and things like that. So it's, um, I like it. And, you know, lunch yep. breaks, things like that are, are great for a little solo game. So Yep, definitely agree. All right. So for round two, I'll go ahead with my franchise pick for Mana Surge. I did not pick that one. Ah, man, I'm really not doing well against you so far this season. <laughs> 
Oh, well. Anyways, um, Mana Surge is a competitive magical card game with dueling wizards. Now, it seems that it seems to be a very common theme, but it catches me every single time. And the artwork on this is just beautiful. I, I love fantasy. I like, you know, magic and all that type of stuff. So looking at this, the artwork is just beautiful and it looks like it has interesting mechanics, but not too complicated. And sometimes it's just nice to have a, you know, simpler card game that you can play. It's only $16, you know, plus shipping, you'll have to add on shipping. But you know, that's a good price point for a small, um, hopefully short card game that, you know, you can take and just, you know, that filler, that filler style game that has uh, some simple gameplay, but has some tweaks to it that makes it interesting. Each of the cards has a little effect um, that will change how the game is played. And it plays three to five players, and it takes uh, about 30 minutes, which is that, you know, good time for a filler or short game when you're looking for it. They are looking for 8,000, and they're currently at 4,655. And they're going till November 24th, so there's still plenty of time to get on that and check it out. Yeah, and the shipping, I'm looking at that too. It's $16 for one copy, but then... To you added three dollars for shipping to the U.S. and six dollars for shipping anywhere yeah. else, and that's um, that's huge. Yeah, that's a great price. Um, looks interesting. I clicked remind me, even though that's the second on my list now. So I have to <laughs> have to get some. It looks like um, and these are the same guys that did um, Valeria Card Kingdoms. Oh, and I wonder if this is the same artist. Um, things like that intrigue me because the art oh, is yeah. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody's looking for it, it's Mana Surge, one word. Oh, yeah. Mana Surge, one word, yeah. Because I couldn't find it at first. So ah. <laughs> Now, it looks like the artist, I've never actually heard of this artist, and uh, that's probably because they've only ever done this game. Yeah. So, cool. You can go, uh, you can support a new new artist as well as uh, the company and the designer. So, what are you going to put up against All it? All right. I'm going to put up uh, a Reiner Knizia game, which I never, ever thought yeah. would actually be on Kickstarter. That's a good point. But apparently it is. Um, yeah. It's being done by Grail Games. It's called Circus Focati. It's actually an older game of his. Um, they describe it as uh, a fun, fast, push-your-luck card game. And it's about creating the greatest flea circus, which is pretty ridiculous, but that's kind of why I like it. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> the artist is done by, uh, is Heiko Gunter, who's done Glory to Rome, I believe the um, the Black Box edition. I could be wrong on that, though. Tesla versus Edison. There's uh, several other games that he's done that he's really good as well. Now, it says it ships. This was the only thing that was a little weird, is I think it said it's shipped... Anywhere in the world, but then it says only certain countries. So I'm a little confused mm. about that. And it doesn't seem like it's going to uh, Germany at all. I couldn't figure out any way to do that. It looks like it's just the English-speaking countries. It's Australia, Canada, New Zealand, United Kingdom, United States are the only ones that's giving an option to do it. But anyway, ah, I should probably I get s- into the details. <laughs> yeah, No, it's okay. <laughs> I see it's because they only have the rights to sell the game in certain English-speaking countries. Yeah, but then in the reward, it says shipped anywhere in the world. But then it says ships only to certain countries. You're right. That's inconsistent in their terminology and yeah. how they're presenting it. Okay. So it's basically a new version. I don't know if this was ever released in English before. 
So this is a game that you've been looking for at some point. It's uh, well regarded as far as I know from Reiner Knizia, but they, uh, it was launched again just this week on October 28th and it will be going until November 18th. They are looking for 4,000 Australian dollars and they are currently at 3,174 Australian dollars and it's 21 dollars to fund Australian dollars again, of course. I have no idea what that actually is in American dollars, but I'm pretty sure. Well, I can tell oh, you. Oh, it's right here. 26.85 US. No, wait, that's the higher one. 15 uh, bucks. Yeah, it's $15 for a copy. And, uh, in terms of their goal, it, it says I didn't realize it was such a big difference in the exchange rate. The goal, according to me, because it displays it in US dollars for me automatically, is $2,893 is what their goal is. And they're currently at 2295 Yeah. And they only have 117 backers right now. I, you know, I'm not sure exactly why, but I think, uh, Grail Games has put out some pretty interesting games and different themes and, uh, and they're bringing some uh, games to the English market, which is uh, pretty neat. So for $15, you can get a copy of the game. Yep. All right. Now we move on to funded projects, and you go first. Okay. I am going to start with SideQuest. Oh, man. <laughs> I picked SideQuest, too. Well, that's a, a wash then for both of us. All right, well, let's uh, talk about that real quick. It was launched on the 27th of October, and will go until the 1st of December. They have 392 backers right now. They're looking for 4,000 pounds, and they, well, they were looking for that, and they have almost doubled it. They're at 7,602, and it's about 15 pounds for the game. I'm guessing that's around $20? It's, yes, it's about 23, it's $23, or about. Okay. And it's basically a dungeon crawler type thing with just cards. Yeah. So if you like the idea of uh, dungeon crawlers, but you don't want to have to bust out the huge game with the ridiculous amount of things going on, <laughs> right? then this is a game for you to look at. Yeah, I really liked that. Well, I mean, I love cooperative games just in general. And there are times and places for those big giant games. Yep. But I'm looking at this because um, I've started up a small game group at work, but we only have 30 minutes and we don't have a lot of space. So I'm really looking at this. I'm going to print out the print and play and see how it works with the group. Because the interesting thing, the way they've got this is... It says it's 30 to 120 minutes because it depends on which scenario you choose. Mm -hmm. And so there's a short scenario where it's it's called something like um, random encounter because you're just playing a one shot kind of one level dungeon crawl. But that's fine because then you can do a longer one, too, where you go through several levels of a dungeon and then fight a big boss. So th there's a lot of variability and it looks like they're hoping to, you know, add in more as they're able to get, you know, more funding. Maybe they can get some more uh, different quests and things in there. Um, and I like that it plays one to four players. So it's it's really um, got that variety. You can do the solo play or you can you know play with friends. And they say it's only 10 minutes to teach, which is fantastic because that means it's simple enough, but then hopefully fun enough to have that engagement and keep that replayability. And I have actually played this um, oh. solo and with some other people. And it, it does, it teaches very quickly. It's taught very quickly. That's, that's yeah. good grammar <laughs> right there. Okay. Right. Yep. Wow. And yeah, it, 
it plays pretty quick and there are different scenarios that will um, take a lot longer than other ones. So, and even the longer scenarios, even though it says it takes two hours and you obviously don't have that in a, a game group at work, you could probably pack it back in a way that you know what every character has and where they are because you there it's just cards. So if you put it That's in a true. certain order, you should be able to unpack it. And then you could do, if you play every day at work, um, you could yeah. do like a week long and get a, one of the longer quests in there. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> so, yeah, this one is definitely, I mean, it's got a lot of backers. And I mean, if, I don't know, but it seemed like they funded really quickly. We're looking at it on day five. So, um, and they're already really doing well for, a, you know, a new independent company. Yeah, they funded day one. I did see that. Okay, that's cool, which is good. Yeah. All right, so next up for funded projects, I'm picking Burger Up, building burgers of epic proportions, which is very, very silly, but then the the game looks a little on the silly side. Um, let's get the stats out of the way. Um, they were looking for... So let's do this in the original. This is Australian. Yeah. So Australian dollars, they were looking for 9,500 and they're almost, yeah, they're almost double that at 18,641 Australian dollars. And US dollars, again, the translation of conversion, they were looking for 6,878 and at 13,495 right now. Still got quite a bit of time left on that one till November 23rd. So plenty of time to get on it. They're at 383 backers, so they're doing really good. And um, the print and play will be 10 bucks, which is nice for those who don't want to pay for shipping. And um, the base game is 24 Australian dollars or 17 U.S. dollars, which is still really, you know, good value for a small card game. So what are you trying to do? Well, you're trying to make, well, burgers. So it's kind of a card matching puzzle game trying to fill orders and earn prestige and be the best burger chef. But I like the way the cards work. They're all dual cards. They have two different things on it. So you can rotate them to whichever ingredient you need next. Um, and so you're laying these cards out in a column in front of you and you have to put down, there's a symbol on each one that says what you need to put on it next. So obviously you start with a bun and then you can put on anything. So maybe you need to put a beef patty or you could put cheese down first, but then that card will indicate what needs to go next. So I think that's a really interesting way to go about it. Yeah, I can't think of too much else. It just looks like a lot of fun and uh, definitely different uh, gameplay. Yeah, I seem to remember some sort of video game, and I can't remember if it was on an app or if it was on the computer or what, but you were basically trying to catch the different parts of a burger and put together an order. And that's the first thing that I thought of when I yeah. saw this game. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of neat that they, it, I don't know if they took it from that or what, but uh, I don't right. know, kind of worked. I'm going to choose Pandemonium. It's ah. a fantasy survival horror and miniature game. I am, uh, yeah, I know it's miniatures and I, I'm not <laughs> someone who's super big into miniatures or anything. And I'm not really a big into horror, but what I like is that it even specifically says no zombies. Um, nice. but it has like classic horror characters, not necessarily like exactly the same ones that you've seen in movies, but they're similar, you know, the similar mm -hmm. types. And, uh, it just, the miniatures 
do look pretty darn gorgeous, even though I'm not a miniature person. They're still pretty to look at. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to ever pay that amount, but it was launched on the 22nd of October and will go until the 19th of November. And they were looking for 25000 and they have 44574 uh, the pledge levels can't, you can go all the way up to, uh, 2500. Uh, I don't even know what that is and I'm not even going to bother looking at that because that's ridiculous. You can get it, the game without miniatures. I would assume then that it comes with like, uh, standees or something to that effect. Yeah, which, you know, I've talked to some people and some people actually prefer the standees over miniatures. So, well, and for 50 bucks as opposed to the 75? other option, which is 75. Yeah, and you're saving 25 bucks. And if more games do this, you do that, you back two games without the miniatures and you can get a third one essentially for free. Pretty much. So I think that's a great idea. It looks similar to a lot of other, um, miniature games, you know, Zombicide or, um, what the heck is that other one? Uh, uh Last Night on Earth, those types oh, yeah. of miniature games. But I just like that they're doing the horror theme. And not not just not, zombies. Yeah, not just zombies, and not just the oh, there's just a mass of things that are coming to to come and uh, to kill you. You know, right. like oh, I just have to kill a thousand people. It seems like <laughs> some of these will actually it'll yeah. be a little bit more difficult since they have these Halloween tropes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it looks interesting. It plays one to five players in about ninety minutes, and they said. It's easy enough to learn, and yeah. uh, has modular maps, so different game modes, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. And you're just dominating the beginning of the season, but there's still plenty of time for me to catch up. Yeah, you snuck it back at the end last season, so, you know, so, I, I yeah. have full faith that you're going to do that again. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, uh, did you have any shout-outs for the day? You know, let's do the Great Dinosaur Rush. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Since I uh, wanted to pick that. Um, this is a Scott Alms game by Ape Games as well, and you are essentially playing archaeologists who are putting together the dinosaur that you are finding the bones for, and you are literally taking the wooden, like, road-type pieces from Catan, that same shape, and you're building the skeleton of the dinosaur that you found, and then you name it and things like that. So it just seems kind of an interesting thing I've never seen where you're actually building something and it's your creativity mm. that is the only thing that stops you from doing anything in that part. So you can really get super creative. And that's the one that looks really good. And Scott Holmes does a good job. I, I can't say that I've really enjoyed all of his games, but I've liked most of them and I really enjoyed a couple of them. So yeah, so uh, yeah, he's worth a shot. <laughs> Definitely. And I will probably be a little selfish for the next couple of episodes in my shout outs because I'm just really super excited. I got finally my final copy of Project Dreamscape and that was just, I can't even find words about how exciting it is. As some of my coworkers uh, frequently said when I showed it to them this past week or this past uh, Friday was, oh my God, it's really real. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I, we're getting to the point where I have, um, I just have to wait anxiously because I have no control over getting the shipping out to backers any faster than it's going. It's just one of those things. This is the end of the process where it's going to take the time it's going to take 
to get done, but I am very anxious to hear how people hopefully like it. And, um, uh, just, just, I guess I, I'm so grateful for all the people who have supported us. And I mean, I'm living the dream here. And this is why I love doing this podcast is to hopefully help other people live their dreams of making things a reality because Kickstarter has just totally revolutionized how independent game designers can get their games made. And it's super important to me because we're able to get our game out and all these people hopefully can get their game out too. So I'm just on cloud nine. I got my copy and I'm just anxiously waiting for everybody else to get their copy. Yeah, I'm one of those people anxiously waiting to get them. So i um, looking forward to checking that out and playing it and uh, getting it to the table a few times. So I'm hopefully. super excited for you. Thank you. Okay, that's enough selfishness now. Um, that's all we have <laughs> for you this time. Uh, thanks for listening. And, you know, if you have any comments or suggestions or, um, you know, anything you want to say to us, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Eurogamergirl and Jacob on Twitter at Jacob J. Kuhn. All right. So until next time, get out there on Kickstarter and check out what's new. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Royal Monster Battalion, a podcast where two geeks share their love of monster movies and have a few laughs along the way. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.